Welcome to the Run Ohana podcast. My name is Ryan, and I'm joined today by host Brittany, Donna, Kenny, and producer Rob. What's up, everyone? Hey, guys. Hey, Ryan. Somebody sounds a little windy. Is that Donna? Donna, you sound a little windy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Listen, I don't know if you can hear me too well. There's a lot of background noise. Yeah, I'm just about ready to leave for a Disney cruise. Oh, 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 John, hold my drink for a second. There's Mickey. I need to get my picture. All right, I, I, can't, I can't take this. I tell you, she's gone. Goodbye. Bye, Donna. That's Enjoy one, your cruise. <laughs> that's one way to get kicked off a podcast. <laughs> Apparently not being sick can do it. <laughs> oh goodness so here we are for yet another episode of the run ohana podcast you guys <laughs> disney world last weekend doing we the did. marathon weekend you had a we lot better did. weather than i did <laughs> uh, what was your weather like first uh cold as hell i'd so, rather had that yeah, I don't know. For you guys had not for the like, you know, time in the park and stuff. Right, right, right. So good weekend for you guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I hear uh, uh, you had this driver all weekend, Brittany. I had the best Ruber <laughs> that no money could buy. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the driver was, uh, you know, kind of a jerk occasionally. Yeah, we bought him but a beer. But all you had to do was pay him with a beer for the whole weekend. Yeah. So yeah. it worked out good for you. Ruber being a Robert Uber? That's yes, right. that would be it. It was much better than the actual Uber Carly and I got, who almost killed us because he was, like, seriously on track or something. And he was, like, he kept dropping his phone, so he'd swerve off the road to try to pick it up. It was so bad. I'm sure Carly was in the backseat just, like, white-knuckling it. <laughs> so, yes, so, we loved our Ruber. Ruber. Did, the, did the, your uh, Ruber driver, did uh, he provide any, like, mints or gum or snacks <laughs> for the ride? Nobody had valet parking, so that was nice. Yeah, valet parking. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to drop him right at the entrance to uh, every hotel for dinner, pick them up at the entrance. You know, they got white glove service. That's right. And he even handled tipping the uh, uh, valet people. It was awesome. Wow. So so your Ruber driver took care of all the valet tips. You know what? Actually, he even bought my dinner a few times. <laughs> yeah. This sounds uh, way more than a Ruber. <laughs> that, yeah, that and I had, to add, I had to add up everything uh, uh, Brittany owed me, and I think it came up with $1,761,000 or something. Yeah, I'm on a payment plan. <laughs> <laughs> you're, it's on your account on account of you're not going to pay me yeah <laughs> so run disney race weekend uh did you guys head down to uh when did you guys get down into florida well, Robert is thursday in. morning and thursday because you were obviously not running the dopey challenge if you're getting in on a thursday correct yeah i got down to florida in april 1989 or or is that too much detail it's a little <laughs> A little too much. Okay. He meant Orlando for the race weekend. Oh, that's different. Of 2020. Oh. So, yeah, I drove over Thursday after work. Thursday, so Thursday is the day. So with these Run Disney race weekends, you're you're almost now obligated, especially if you're looking at doing the Dobie Challenge, of getting down there, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. So coming in later in the week uh, for the uh, uh, Saturday or Sunday races only, I, I imagine – you know, things are a little bit easier to get into as far as expos and whatnot, bib pickups and what what have you. So uh, much easier. Much easier. So yeah. uh, what was the uh, what was the expo packet pickup area? How was it similar to previous years? Uh, pretty much the same. Um, the speaker series was back, by the way. No kidding. So Jeff Galloway. Yeah, I saw him speaking there. They have a few speaker series, but they still have the yoga class. <laughs> So Jeff Galloway was a, uh, one of the speakers at the race. Uh, who else was speaking? Uh, so, like, I didn't care enough to really look. I just know. Okay, well, I said it out. 
Okay. No idea, but when I stop by to say hi to Barb, since everybody says hi, says hi to Jeff, I always stop to talk to Barb, and Jeff was up there speaking, so I told her, hey, go cross out Jeff's name and write Barb Galloway Pacing Group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Expo, you know, in years past, I noticed that there seems to be a dwindling of some of the, especially the, some of the bigger brands or the bigger exhibitors at the Expo. Did you see kind of similar trend to that uh, going into this year years past they had the big new balance i don't think that was there last year they haven't had new balance in a couple years since they 2018 yeah yeah so they stopped doing the shoes so yeah i mean i think uh fit to run was probably about uh, a third of the expo yeah yeah they had a small section for the run disney merchandise um towards the front um i mean your normal people like the sparkle athletics or the Sparkle Skirts, which is now called Boulder Athletics for some reason. Um, you know, B-Cause Charms, Real-Time Pain Relief, the Applesauce people. You know, your normal people were still there. There was some guy who was trying to sell me um, these ice-cold packs. So, like, if you, like, press the, the the little disc inside, it gets really, really hot. I mean, he was a great salesperson. Just so you know, don't buy the hmm. first time. Like, say no, no, no. And eventually you get everything for, like, real cheap. He started with like six things that I could get for like $300. And I was like, yeah, no. And then it, it, it got down to like four things for 50 bucks, but I still said no. I walked away. <laughs> yeah, but all you got to do is go, do you take Apple Pay? And when he goes, no, just go, there you go. Yeah, just so you know, I could pretty much buy anything I wanted except for my compression socks. Uh, Carly had to do that. <clears throat> so you guys could literally forget your wallet and all your credit cards and still be able to have a good time. Well, once uh, and even at you know, you stayed at a Disney resort and so do I. Once you're checked in and got your magic band, it's already linked to my credit card. All I got to do is put my pin in. So how did, how did the run Disney merchandise uh, work out? Years past, it's been uh, the zigzag of the lines to get into the uh, the area. Yeah, I believe they still have that. So it's still in the, the new building. Um, mm-hmm. But by the time we got there, there was no line. You just walked on in. Um they were doing tattoos in the front. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. They were Disney-looking tattoos. Like, you could get a temporary tattoo of a castle or something like that. But it was, like, had- like paint-brushed on. Like, almost looked like a tattoo gun, but it wasn't. But right. they said it would last uh, three to four days. Do they have any of the character meet-and-greets at the expo this year? Mm-hmm. They had Mickey and um, Goofy when we walked through. But, I mean, anybody could see them. They were there all day. Merchandise was pretty much the same, you know, all the I did it shirts and jackets and the new I slept in. <laughs> that is I, I saw that. I saw that. I got a pass holder run Disney cup. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I saw the uh, sleepy challenge shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was kind of <laughs> humorous. I mean, uh, the runners going to the merchandise are probably not purchasing it, but they might be purchasing it for their family or spouse who uh, they drug along for the uh, for the weekend so yeah uh, i did see a fair amount of spouses also wearing the i support my husband's or wife's run disney habit yeah i kind of like that shirt i bought one for mabes last uh at uh my last race very uh, very appropriate shirt for many of our significant others family members yeah. so rather uh rather blah meh Expo, yeah, I mean, right? it's always a nice expo. You know, there's always, you run into people, there's beer, there's wine, there's cheese, there's stuff to buy. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's still a nice expo. So more than likely, you'll be able to get everything at the expo that you need in case you left it behind uh, at home. So uh, mm-hmm. running right into the race weekend. So the 5K is on Thursday, the 10K is on Friday Half marathon on Saturday, full on Sunday. None of us, me certainly, was not there to participate or spectate the 5K, 10K, half or full. Uh, did either of you go out to cheer for the 5K or run? Well, not, not the 5K. Run the 5K. We weren't there yet, but we had planned um, to run the or to cheer for the 10K on the boardwalk. At the boardwalk, and I yeah. texted some Britney person, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> and I get a response, I just woke up. I just uh, woke up. 
Well, technically, we had decided that um, instead of cheering like good, supportive friends and team members, that we would go to the studios and get our Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. Which Uh, turned out to be a much better plan. Yeah, so I told our Ruber, and he joined us there, and it was such a fun experience. I mean, that that ride is awesome, but just, you know, the, the... adrenaline of getting your boarding pass like it's fun to just hear everybody cheering i'm in so what's that experience like because i imagine everybody just you get into the park a little bit or so the park opens it up about seven o'clock right 30 right. well the park opens at seven the gate so they, opens yeah official but, opening is seven they let right. you in a little bit earlier and it's at seven o'clock is whenever there is this magic switch that goes off on the app that will allow you then to book your Rise of the Resistance uh, boarding group. And right, I imagine everybody, everybody gets... in the boarding group needs to be in the park when you do it also. Right. right. So just one of your team can't be in there and then select, you know, three friends. All three friends have to be in the park. Right. And the way that we understand that they're that this is being checked is by entering in your pass at the gate entry, right? So that, that is... Yeah. So that gets you into the park. Everybody's in the park. And I imagine everybody huddled around, phone in hand, waiting as the <laughs> clock ticks down. And the moment that clicks down, I imagine everybody's refreshing the, the app on their phone, trying to all jam in. And I got to imagine that that is creating some sort of bottleneck in accessing it. Uh, because if everybody's jammed up in the same spot, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is cellular. Well, we turned our Wi-Fi off. Well, we had heard you turn the Wi-Fi off since Disney's Wi-Fi kind of sucks anyhow and just go cellular. But, yeah, you know, right at 7 o'clock, what you hit refresh and a second later it came up and uh, you were able to look through your 500 friends and uh, (coughs) find Carly and I. Yeah, and then we were boarding group 40. So um, usually anyone, what is it, below 80, you're guaranteed, you're pretty much guaranteed to, to right. be able to get in. Anybody above that, you may or may not, just depends on how fast they, they get you through and if they break down. And Yeah, because that, they're not giving you a time frame, you know, that you're checking in on the ride. They're giving you a status, and the status could depend on, you know, that could be in the afternoon, it could be way in the evening, and a lot of that just depends on how smooth the operations go throughout the morning and regular right, part right. of the day and what what was it once they call your our boarding group we had a two-hour window to get there right right yeah and they do have like um monitors up around the hollywood studios that will tell you like boarding this number now so you could know kind of where you are if the ride was working it, it was actually not working that morning so we got to go to the team breakfast because we we thought we were gonna have to miss that too <laughs> <laughs> So, and like, hey, on the, all running friends, we love you, but we would rather do Rise of the Resistance. We have our priorities. With that. So, so you you bail on cheering uh, for Rise of the Resistance, and and with that, you feel like you've already committed to missing out the uh, team breakfast for that morning to accomplish this Rise of the Resistance. But because of your boarding group, you once you get your boarding group, you're actually able to leave the park. Yeah. After that's obtained. And so you guys, I assume, left the park then at that point, realizing that it's not going to be any time immediately for your Rise of the Resistance. Uh, well, group, after so. we went on, what did we do? We went to Tower of Terror then? Oh, yeah. I made Carly yeah. go on Tower of Terror. That was great. <laughs> and then uh, then we went to breakfast. And it, it's, you know, sadly, the breakfast is, I mean, not sadly, but it's the hardest place to get to, which is Trails in at, at Wilderness um, Campground. So it takes like, you know, from the time you park, another half hour, 40 minutes to get there. Um, yeah, but fortunately, your Ruber driver drove to Fort yeah, Wilderness. Yeah. So all we had to do was take Uber the bus to the back of the campground. Yeah. So as soon as we were done with breakfast and paid, our boarding group got called. Yay! <laughs> so then it becomes a, uh, you had a two-hour window to then get back into uh, Hollywood Studios and get into that boarding group, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And did you once you get into the boarding group, do you have a uh, then have a long line to wait? It wasn't bad. I mean, you do. Go I would just say it line. took maybe 15 minutes, give yeah, or take, not, to get through the queue once they called the boarding group. I imagine if you're on the back end of that boarding group, it's probably a little bit easier because I imagine whenever they call your boarding group number, 
imagine it's just a flood of people from that boarding group that are going in. So there, maybe there's a little bit longer line. Yes and no. You know, they might call boarding groups 1 through 15 or 10 through I 20, see. something like that. Yeah. So they're adding boarding groups and dropping boarding groups. I see. Yeah. It's not just they call this one and it's just this one group for two hours. Right. So the 5K, we had no representatives from yeah. this podcast there. 10K, nope. none of them even cheering. Uh, but we did get in the team breakfast. How was Trails and Breakfast? Delicious, I'm sure. Delicious as always. It was awesome. I was going to say, you had all the bacon. Yes, I had all the bacon and uh, what was it? Oh, that French toast bread pudding. I think I had an entire plate of just that. So you go, team breakfast, you go back, rise of the resistance. Um, did you guys get up for the half to cheer for the half? We the following did. Morning? We were good the next day. So we, I mean, we didn't have to be there like at the butt crack of dawn or anything. Um how, you picked? Did you pick us up, Ruben? Yeah, I picked you up. We were going to drive over <laughs> to the Magic Kingdom, but we couldn't drive over there. So we parked at Epcot and took the monorail over to the TTC because what was it? Carly was doing the half and you had to give her pretzels. Right. But it was kind of cool to be on the monorail instead of the runner seeing the monorail go by. You know, yeah. we were on the monorail watching all the runners. So it was kind of a cool reverse <clears throat> of what I'm used to. So where did you guys line up your cheer spot? We uh, were, were basically basically across from uh, Shades of Green. So as they were coming out of Magic Kingdom, which was about mile seven, <coughs> we walked down a little bit so that, um, you know, when they did come by, we could illegally go across the road to give them stuff. So we had actually just been told that we need to get on the other side of the, the fencing that they had set up. And uh, we ignored that. And just went to this little um, part that kind of came back from the road a little bit. And then there was a fire hydrant there. So the fencing went around the fire hydrant. So we stood there. And then that's about the time Carly and Laura came running over and got their pretzels and water and everything else. So it was like perfect timing. Years ago, you used to actually be able to uh, see people on both sides of what was known as Cone Alley as you're coming down by the Grand Floridian. And Shades of Green area there. And this time you guys were on the Shades Inn and they sent you over to the opposite side of the street? Well, we we weren't on the Shades Inn. We were coming out of Polly across from Shades. I see. So, yeah, they wouldn't right. let people. So, so they were, on, they were shades, running on the side of there. the road by Shades. I see. Yeah. Um, well, then we decided to go to breakfast. We had cheered enough. So we went to Kona and had Tonga Toast. Tonga yeah. Toast. So good. I and creamy grits. Ooh, I like God, I those like, were good. Oh, I love that cheese in those. That Gruyere cheese was right? awesome. We're doing food again. I know. Sorry. Okay, so I, no, I love I back to Epcot to cheer because um, it was a little bit different. The course when they go into Epcot or as they're coming in and exiting Epcot. So we did catch a few more team members there and got to cheer for them. So you cheered twice? Yeah, we accidentally. Did and it wasn't our plan between. to cheer twice. Yes. That's that's like uh, that's being productive. I know race chasing with the breakfast in between. How did that Tonga toast feel as you're? Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> oh, as wonderful. As you're ru- as you're running to go to your mm. to your next cheer spot, I can imagine that Tonga toast settling real well. But... Totally worth it. Running, we took the monorail. So runners coming back into Epcot. Uh, where was your cheer spot in Epcot? We were um, like in front of. Uh, missions what is it spaceship earth so they're running up towards um the international gateway and then they turn going towards mexico Mm -hmm. so you could cheer along that that path but as soon as they turn nobody else but runners could go towards mexico because of the time of day and then they went out what by norway yeah i think they went out between uh mexico and norway yeah they went back out of the park then yeah. yeah, to go yeah. out to the parking lot to finish the race, the back way. So that was just like a real small sample of Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of disappointing. Well, with all the construction there. Yeah, and I guess that was kind of my interest with the uh, course, uh, the new course, and and run Disney stating you know multiple instances of uh, heading into Epcot, and honestly, I really wasn't sure how much of 
Epcot, what it would look like segregating all of that off, especially during the uh, operation hours when you've got guests and dealing with the guests. And that's mostly applicable to the marathon and, and how messy that it would all be as far as tra- managing traffic. Right. Oh, no, it wasn't messy at all. <laughs> so nothing real exciting here. We've gone through the 5K, the 10K, a couple of cheer spots for that, half marathon. All right, so you get your check second cheer spot in Epcot. Runners go out to the parking lot. They finish out the race, and that concludes the half marathon pretty much, right? At that point, right. they're heading out to there, going, crossing the finish line. So you guys didn't run the half marathon. You cheered. Did you guys run the full marathon? Of course. We had to do something. <laughs> I think you could call it run the full marathon, yeah. So yeah. you, let's let's dive a little deeper into the full marathon. Since since we've got some boots on the ground in the full marathon, uh, race morning, just like all of the other three races, you're getting up super oh, early. We got off up a half hour earlier, Ryan. Half yeah. hour earlier. The official the full start time was at five. Five a.m. Five o'clock. Yeah. And I want you to know that I was on a bus before three a.m. Wow. Wouldn't 3 a.m. be about the cutoff if, if you got a 5 a.m. race? Was I don't know. I, I don't ever well, do that. I, I get on like I the last at, bus or I, I leave in a car at 4 a.m. and drive to Epcot <laughs> myself. So I don't have to rely on the bus transportation. Yeah. At Coronado Springs, the signs for the race said be on the last bus by 3 a.m. Wow. They should have had the gondolas <clears throat> open, man. They missed it there. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could touch base on the gondolas as uh, is it a gondola's new for you, Brittany? Uh, no, I got to ride in with uh, Darren back in, I think, October or November after the Space Coast. Well, when was that? November. That was uh, um, December, beginning of December. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but this one we got to actually use it to get around and, and because we were staying at um, Art of Animation. So it was like right there and it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, that, that system is... Disney's obviously making some changes with the busing to to utilize the or force guests to utilize the Skyliner a little bit more, which honestly I I look forward to Disney expanding that a little bit because I find it to be quite efficient when especially when it's up and running, right? Uh, but I feel like it's very efficient to get around and to be able to use it to go to more places. I think would be pretty awesome. So they didn't have the Skyliner in operation for the race right? for the races, no. But I think part of it is because they go to the International Gateway and, you know, the yeah. race starts at the Epcot parking lot. Right. And so the, Just that's like they don't let be my people question. stay at the Boardwalk Yacht and Beach, walk through Epcot through to the get park. to the start. Yeah. Close out right. Man, it makes sense. Makes sense. I was more uh, hoping for, like, cheering at the Boardwalk. That would have been a perfect way to get there. So you're up. You're on the bus at uh, 3 a.m. heading over to the start line. What... What was the start line like? I understand it's it's warm weather here, right? You guys have uh, you guys like got a warning? 70. It was like 70 degrees and extremely humid at you know 4 a.m. Um, but the the big thing with the start line that I think we all noticed was you know when you're walking to the crowds, you're not expecting to see a four mile marker sign in front of the crowds. Like that's really weird. Like how are how are we going to like leave and come right back? You know, um, so that was part of the the change of the course due to all the construction was that you're actually going into Epcot and then you're basically coming right back where you started from to go towards uh, Magic Kingdom. Wow. So I'm I wasn't there. I'm trying to process here. If they're letting off people at five o'clock and you've got some runners who are racing this thing and could run it, you know. 220 marathon and then you've also got you know the balloon ladies they've got to clear that whole section yeah that's why you don't it, in, in four that miles. actual spot but we kind of cross each other i see interesting so you could it's weird yeah so I you think could, we you could start the, the start the race and after you go yourself. through epcot the first time you go over an overpass because you see all the people under you too so they had to get all the cars off the road coming into Epcot because the runners were going to come through where all the cars are coming in, which um, created a problem. Yeah, because then we run right by the monorail. 
Yeah. So we're, we were actually running in the parking lot, um, so all the buses, everything had to be off the roads for us to start, which mm. is why there was a delayed start, because they couldn't do it so by 5 a.m. Tell us a little they bit. So we, there by 5 a.m. So they bump up their race to 5 o'clock to, to get a little bit of a head start, and they have a delay because they don't have things worked out with the uh, start of the race, and you're back at the 5.30 spot. Right. right. Well, I think it was well, like 5:20, 5:25 when they started. Yeah, the first groups finally went off at 5:20, so you got a 10-minute head start on a hot day, a hot and humid day to top it off. So yeah. what kind of what what resulted? I mean, it was just a late start, uh, just to clear out the car, the vehicles, right? Right. It had nothing to do with weather conditions at that point. No, not at that point. There's, you know, besides it being extremely hot, there wasn't, you know, any chance of lightning or any other reason for them to shut it down. So the race kicks off. You guys are heading into Epcot for the start of the race. How for, much of Epcot did you actually get into? Four uh, miles. We saw over <laughs> by the land, out the. Didn't we run up through the front, out the parking lot where the buses yes. are, and then out on the road to uh, the Magic Kingdom. So really not a lot, but yeah, there were bathrooms lot. there to use. A lot of bathrooms. And how did the construction walls in Epcot play a factor in in the course, or did it at all? I'm sure that's part of the reason that they had to run Epcot like this instead of how they normally do. Yeah, I, I think the biggest takeaway mm. is there is no Hallelujah chorus. You know yeah. that we just look forward to at the end. So uh, we'll get to that to, towards yeah. the the end of the race here. So you mm-hmm. go oh, and, through and another important thing at the end of the race that we didn't get. So yeah. Mm. Oh no! no. We had a march. Now we got everybody band, hooked in. All three view, all three right. listeners are, are hooked into this. To this. Uh... So after that, I will we... say that they did a good job, like shuttling everybody out. Like the crowds went boom, 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 and uh, mm-hmm. the balloon lady started. We were in D. They started 27 minutes after we did, so it wasn't much of a head start on them at all. And that's kind of important if you if you are one who enjoys, you know. You know, depending on where your corral is starting, you know, you are in danger of staying in front of the balloon ladies with all your starts and stops and everything. Mm-hmm. Having though, like not much time in between each of the corral releases, I mean, that shortens up your buffer from the balloon ladies. So I imagine right, yeah, that, that could. They were doing two minutes instead of three minutes. So I wonder if part of that was to try to make up time, too. But to, to what you said, Robert, did you notice that there weren't many lines for any characters? Like the most, I, I mean, maybe in the very beginning, some people stopped, but for the most part, nobody was stopping for characters. I think a lot of people were stressed. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I did it with a, with a friend uh, who was doing his first marathon, and he was back in G, and I went back to him uh, to do it in G with him. As we were going towards the Magic Kingdom, I did notice like there was this one spot where they had uh, the ant from uh, Ants, but I don't I don't know names very well. Do you remember? I just noticed oh, that if Bugs you wanted life. to cut, Bugs life, I think. yeah, from the Bugs Life, like they were down in the grass um, for people coming out of Magic Kingdom and people going in. So it would have been so easy to go get in line and then go to the other side. Like, there's not a lot of times you can do that. That was one because there were so many people on both sides. You know what I mean? It was just, mm-hmm. to me, that stood out. It was an odd placement. So you head into the Magic Kingdom through, uh, at this point, where are you at in the course as the course has been changed and things have been modified as far as the mile marker points? When you're heading into Magic Kingdom, where are you at at this point in the race? You're at about mile 11, Instead of what it's usually around five where we go in or six right. something like five that. Five or six, yeah. Yeah. So you're. By the time you come out, it's like thirteen. Right. Yeah, close to halfway through at this point as you're coming out of yeah. Magic Kingdom. Did so the you crappy utilize... thing about that is you're not at the roller coaster. You're not at Everest at thirteen. You know what I mean? So um, you had further to go, which means the park was open. You know, people potentially are already in line and it's a long way mm-hmm. to go through Everest. So that was, you know, if you're one like me who always rides that ride in the marathon, that was a big concern. So come out of, go through Magic Kingdom. Uh, obviously you use the, right. the yeah. um, magical restaurant. Main Street. 
Yes, uh, you, we still pass these same these secret restrooms that we won't tell people about. You still go through the castle so you can stop and get a picture in front of the castle if you want. And castle, then you still go out from Tierland. Running through the castle, was it as congested no. like it usually is? No? no. Not this year. I wonder if putting it later in the race is more beneficial on that point. Yeah. You know, I- Honestly, there was something about when they moved. So you know how they used to have Elsa and Anna um, on top of the castle? And right. everybody would stop everybody to take a picture of them. The moment they moved those over to the right-hand side, so people went over to the right-hand side to take pictures, I've never had a problem going through the castle. So I got makes sense. Brittany on that. Too many would stop right in the dead center of the, uh, the castle. You know they do. Yeah. They all do, yeah. <laughs> right. So you're running through the Magic Kingdom... Stop, do your castle pick, out Magic Kingdom, and you're making your way towards uh, down Cone Alley. Cone Alley, um, I noticed from some pictures on online, did they have both lanes open for the road? For part of it, but then it goes down into the, the one lane still. Single lane, okay. Right. I thought... I thought maybe this would, they finally got rid of Cone Alley. I was like, wow. No, no, Cone Alley's still there and, and alive mm-hmm. and kicking. Kicking our butt. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. So, because so there, we're heading over to Animal Kingdom. Animal With Kingdom. No out and back, Ryan. No out and back. I noted. I was. I heard you had mentioned that, and I wanted to, to ask. That, so the the out and back. The you go down, you turn around, and come back before you. Yeah, we just Animal go Kingdom. a mile down Western Way and then come back. Yeah. High five! You know, people on the opposite side of the course of you, whatnot. They took that I out, hate right? Out and back. Yeah. I hate them, and so I was so glad we still, you know, ran by the poop plant and all that, but just didn't have to do that out and back. Keep the poop plant, but get rid of the out back. Out right. Back. I'm okay with that. I'm way okay with this. So your <laughs> Animal Kingdom piece of the course, uh, very similar to years past. Yeah. No, no? I thought. It, well, I mean, no, besides we, the exit, we didn't run through. Uh, uh, what is it? Pandora. We've usually We've run, never through run through Pandora. Through Pandora. We've we never have? No. I thought we did. No. All right. Not during the marathon. It's almost the same, but either way, we don't run through the parking lot anymore. No, and that was also the best thing ever because those are the two things I hate is the parking lot and the out and back, and they were both gone. So, um, you know, you still had Everest that you could ride. It was a five-minute wait for a single rider, Um and the bar was open, so I didn't get to ride. It was the first time I didn't get to ride because I was worried about the heat and where the balloon ladies were. Um, but I did get my beer. And that – can I just say, by the way, that I had foot pain because we had all started walking and I my arch started hurting. I had taken naproxen, like, you know, it's like three a leave um, for the pain and whatnot. But that didn't do anything. But, man, some beer – it is the best pain reliever. I'm telling you. Like all you see the articles and you think they're a joke in like runner's world and whatnot, but it really is. It, it relaxes you and it, it, it is a better pain pill while you're doing that than if if you can run and drink, which I can because I practice. Um, it is yeah, way better cool. than taking Tylenol. Just saying. So beer for the refueling, rehydration, and the pain Carbs. relief. Yeah, and I mean, as hot as it was that day, you needed to hydrate. I don't know if that would be the most advisable uh, drink to rehydrate, but in this case, it worked for you, right? So no parking lot at Animal Kingdom this year. No, in fact, they had the grave diggers who, you know, usually as you're exiting Animal Kingdom going through the parking lot, they're just on the other side. Um, They were just outside. They were like at Conali, weren't they? Yeah. Just after the Magic Kingdom. So. Yeah, because I, I wasn't expecting them there. <coughs> hey, did they, yeah. did they have the, uh, uh, I think people refer to them as the Bachelor, but they were more the grooms. Uh, no. no, they, they weren't have there those. either. Ah. No, I, you know, I'm going to be real honest. They had a lot of characters, right? But mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, an inside source, so I had the list beforehand. There were only two that we wanted to see, which was Phineas and Ferb for Carly and Olaf for me. So. Yeah, but all, all we got was Ferb. Phineas must have been uh, uh, taking care of business. No, they were both there for us. Haha. Uh, so come out of Animal Kingdom, and presumably, just like every other year, you head right into ESPN Wide World of Sports, correct? No, oh, no ESPN. not this year. Oh. Uh-uh. 
Course so changes. When I, we came honestly, out by Dino Land, instead of turning right to the parking lot, we turned left to head back to Western Way. And yeah, and then and we just headed towards Boardwalk, right? Well, no, or we Hollywood headed Studios, towards, uh, uh, what's that water park we headed towards, Britain? Blizzard Beach. That's Blizzard right. Beach, not, yeah. Not do it. <laughs> so Blizzard Beach was the addition this year, and ESPN Wide World of Sports was the subtraction. Yep. Uh, ESPN, not a love loss for many people, uh, as many people didn't enjoy going into ESPN Wide World of Sports, doing three-quarter lap around the track, and then out ESPN Wide World of Sports, collecting your banana on the way. And the other thing with ESPN was as you're heading into the resort area there with ESPN and you're coming out, you're seeing people coming out as you're going into right. it. And so that was a point of if you were running this marathon trying to get a BQ or trying to set a PR and really didn't care about actually running the race uh, efficiently, there was a lot of course quitters at that, that point. So yeah. this year, no ESPN Wild World of Sports. And I don't know, one can wonder if they were – made the change because of uh, runner feedback or if they made it change for other reasons. But this year they added blizzard beach to the course and you guys ran through blizzard beach. No, we did not. No, we didn't. (laughs) They cut blizzard beach out. Yeah. So we actually got, I got word um, almost immediately after we started the race that they were going to make a decision between uh, 10 and 11. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, on whether or not they were going to cut, cut part the of the course out yeah. or, you know, like how they have the emergency flag system, um, you know, possibly even stop the race depending on the heat. So we got, I got the text and all of a sudden you could hear the murmur all through where we were at, which was almost to the turnoff to Blizzard Beach um, that they had decided to cut that course. So it was, it was very interesting to run and instead of turning right to blizzard beach we got merged in with the people coming out so all those people are like what is going on why are these people joining us um you know and here we all some of us are happy some people were not happy because they feel like they were not now doing like if it was their first marathon or their first dopey they now didn't officially do the the um mileage but how People we all like us were quite okay with it. Oh, we were way okay with it because it was hot <laughs> as balls. Like I'm telling you, it was so so hot. I always take you know that you did the the distance that the race course was called for. You know, if that was the new course, that's the new course. So you completed the marathon. But uh, so, it, it was it was nice to not have to worry about an extra mile. It, it did make that road a lot more crowded because you had the people who were coming out of Blizzard Beach merging with all the people who weren't going to go in there. So it did make it a lot tougher to keep moving. Well, it also screwed with my my runner's math because, you know, because I was tracking the balloon ladies, I was, okay, how how slow can we go and not run into them? So I knew that we had bought enough time that we could basically do 19, 20-minute miles, um, and they would catch us at the end. So after that, now we, we don't have a mile to a mile and a half, I did the math and I'm like, wait, we can go like 24 minutes. <laughs> How does that work? You know, mm-hmm. I just, it, it kind of was weird to me, but it, it worked in our favor so we could drink more and go slower. So heading towards Blizzard Beach, you get a text message notification, right? I, Pretty much, yeah, friend. that they had made the decision, yeah. Yeah, okay. that was and a did friend they- of mine notified me, but I think Run Disney tweeted it. So if you're a tweeter... Okay. But if you're either not running with your phone or not checking your phone during the course of the race, did they have volunteers standing at the cutoff point? Well, yeah. So we were they they were blocking, you know, where you would go right and having us go left instead. I see. So they did Mm -hmm. have some representatives there. Yeah, they put some cones off to shut up to uh, shut us off from going right also, as well as had uh, volunteers there. And because of the weather being the reason that they made the change uh, mid-race, it wasn't yeah. an, an option to continue, right? They were forcing right. everybody at that point to go through the Yeah, on, 
on a, another comment on that is I saw at least 10 medicals on the course, and I have never seen – I think the medical volunteers were probably busier that Sunday than they've ever been at a race before. A lot of people suffering from heat and dehydration. Yeah, and, and you know, I have to say Run Disney did a good job. I feel like they put extra water stations out and extra medic stations out. Um, right. and, and especially in that area that we were just at – uh, to what Robert was saying, I saw people on the ground with bike medics having IVs like wow. administered right there. Um, yeah. So they were dropping right and left. Like flies. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have to think that a lot of those people were probably the challenge people because the day before was just as hot. So here they, they spent all that time yesterday in this heat. Hopefully they continue to hydrate. But at that time, you're you're already behind the hydration part. And now mm-hmm. you're you're going through the heat again. Um, yeah, and that's that's not even factoring in going into the parks, which is you know right. assumed that they they many people did and and eating park food and probably not hydrating because you're worried about fast passes and everything else that goes into Torina Park. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a struggle. I mean, one of the big things with uh, the Dopey Challenge is not so much the mileage. The mileage seems to, you know easier to manage than the lack of sleep and the hydration and fueling. I mean, those are probably the biggest challenges of, of the four day dopey challenge. So you're heading out of animal kingdom. You're skipped the not skipped. You adapted to the new course change mid race, uh, missing out on the new change for blizzard beach and Olaf and Olaf. Mm. Me agree. So that's a bummer. Sorry, Brittany. It's okay. Next and you're week. heading towards Hollywood Studios? Yes. Yeah. So heading into Hollywood Studios, you're coming in the back way near Tower of Terror. Same way, like then usual, correct? Out the front, yeah. <coughs> and can I say that that is usually where I get my next beer? And Carly could not stop. And at that point, because we had been walking for a while, I couldn't run to catch up to her. So even though there was only four people in line, I didn't think I had enough time to stop for beer. So I was like getting really depressed and sad. And as we exited Hollywood Studios to go towards the boardwalk, my angel showed up with a cup of beer for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Susanna. She had these two huge beers, one for me and one for the tailors. I love you, Susanna. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how much that meant to me. So were there many character greetings in Hollywood Studios? At this no. point, the park is open, no, right? Park's none. open, and just like Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Park's open, and you're you're in and out like that. Like, yeah, you're not in Hollywood Studios more than what, like half a mile, if that. If that, yeah. yeah With the parks being open, there there wouldn't be any uh, no, on-course character experiences. But uh, they would. Now that you say that, though, I did also notice that I think they removed some characters because of the heat. So there were, like, according to my list, that was fairly accurate. There were a few missing, and you could tell that they were supposed to be there, and they weren't there anymore. So so they had, like, the theme all set up, the stage, the yeah. speakers yeah. playing the music and sets and everything, no but character. no characters. So you're heading out of Hollywood Studios, Nobody Road, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster during no. the marathon. No. Then it's over that to was the boardwalk. I know, but it's still too hot. One year. One year I'm going to do it like Ryan did. And Ian. Ian Connor was yeah. joining me with that. That was a lot of fun. Or like uh, Darren did. Yeah, Darren. Darren, Darren, Darren said it. Run, Darren, uh, said, what, Darren gets to, uh, he gets to Epcot and he sits down with for a, a full... five-hour second half. <laughs> yeah. Darren sits down for a full steak dinner in, in Epcot. I believe that's what he ended up doing that, that year. Yeah, he did uh, Chinese place. He so he went into England, got a flight, made a reservation for the Nine Dragons, went and did the 45-minute American experience, had his lunch, and then went to Mexico and waited for everybody. We love you, Gary. <laughs> so you're heading towards Epcot, and this year, more changes to the course. Typically, when we're heading to Epcot, we're thinking... Uh, margarita! Margaritas in Mexico. I got a margarita. Grand Fiesta Tour. And because yeah, of the course yeah. changes, less convenient. So the the lizards, uh, the Be Our Guest podcast lizards were out there. And uh, as I'm coming by, I'm high-fiving them. And one of them says, got a margarita for you, Robert. Yeah, that must be nice. nice. But okay. I, had, I had a group of that friends that hooked me up so in England with another good. beer. 
And the only reason I took it was only for the salt because I would never have a drink during a race. <laughs> I'm usually on. I had that thing then. down before I got to the finish line. So were there still beers in Germany? I'm sure, but I had the beer in England, so I didn't stop in Germany. So what what piece of Epcot did you exit this time around? Norway, right? Yeah, it was uh, I think between Norway and China this time. Yeah. So it was a little bit earlier. So avoiding all of the Epcot construction up towards the front end of the park. Right. Head you out. don't get to run through the middle through World Showcase, past the golf ball. Don't uh, see that. There was a yes. marching band by the finish this year instead of the choir. Yeah, the marching band, you usually had them, what, heading into Magic Kingdom? Weren't right. they usually well, along the, the, yeah. along but the way? There, but there was a marching band uh, about a mile into the course, and it was the same marching band that was there. Because hmm. they had these, like, cow-looking leotards, these black-and-white leotards that made me think you were wearing, like, dressed like cows. So no choir group at the end no. singing. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of bummer. No I mean, angelic choir lifting me to the finish. There's there's special sections of a run Disney course, especially on the marathon, that after you run it a couple of times, you just kind of really appreciate and each year you look forward to anticipate the gospel choir at the at the end singing. That was always one that I really enjoyed as you're coming out of yeah. Epcot, heading towards the, the finish. The other yeah, one was Pelkey, and at least he was still there. And you come across the marching band heading towards the finish and greeted by race announcer number three, welcoming right. you to the finish line. Right. Even though there's only two race announcers, he's still a race announcer number three. <laughs> Delivering the man soda this year again, correct? No, no man soda. And you know what? His But his boss was like sitting right next to him, so he couldn't. So I told him that Kenny and I would come down one weekend. I let him know and we'll go take him out for some man soda. I don't know that the changes in the course outside of the way they ran it at the beginning where the traffic had to be up the road are really better or worse I think we're just used to them the way they were, so it was all different and unfamiliar. I have to say, I kind of liked it more. I mean, I was one who never minded ESPN. I know, I know. Except for the first yeah. year when I, I didn't realize it was going to take me like 45 minutes to get through. But um, I never minded it, but I hated the out and back, and I hated the parking lot. So I have mm-hmm. to say, I kind of like this course better. I, except they got to figure out how to get me into Mexico. I, I need my margarita. I'm and thinking hope, once all the construction yeah. is done, we'll be running through World <clears throat> Showcase again in a year or two. That seems like it. When you're running through Epcot, not being able to run past Spaceship Earth, and that's I mean that's a, kind of a feature. You're running through Hollywood Studios. It's great. You run through Animal Kingdom. When you run past all of the the big points of the park, you've got the the Castle, Tree of Life, Tower of Terror. You get into Epcot. And you don't even get a run past Spaceship Earth. I imagine at some point they'll bring that back in once all the construction's done. So, I have to say, I heard that there was like 700 people that was swept. But um, because of the change in course and because of the heat and everything else, you know, we were talking about it. There were so many people in the back. Like, Robert, did you notice that? There's just so more than, than I think would be normal that I don't feel like they could... Right, I think because of the heat, a lot more people were walking and slowed down than usual. Right, but but what do you think about that? Like, if they cut the course, now you have people that, you know, we got kind of moved to the front. There's still yeah. people in Blizzard Beach. Is it fair to sweep them? Because they also moved the balloon ladies further up. Well, the, balloon la- the official sweepers are the bicycles. The balloon ladies are just there to do a service. But, but did Run the bicycles Disney's have official, to go to Blizzard Beach? You know, I like, would like, think that they Disney would have had a plan to account for the people in Blizzard Beach to uh, equalize the time or something like that. Yeah. You almost have to take the mileage of what the, you know, either... You're not going to route the balloon ladies through Blizzard Beach, even though you, you. But you still should have to take account 
of what that time. Right. Yeah. Right. So if, if, if you were one of the runners yeah. who just made the cutoff before they, uh, they ended the blizzard beach route mm-hmm. and you're going through blizzard beach and you're one of them, then that is now at risk of being picked up by the parade bus. You, you, you marathon, ran more mileage than some your, of the other people. Yeah. Yeah. And for the marathon, you still get the medal because it's a participant medal. But if you're a challenge runner and wanted the challenge medal, that's a completion medal. So they weren't giving them the challenge medals because they didn't complete the challenge. And I guess there were some people upset because they got the marathon medal anyhow, but they couldn't get the challenge medal. Everybody, I think, is different on that. And I wouldn't fault anybody for feeling one way or the other. Um, I have my own feelings on how that should be handled, but I feel that way only about myself and not about other people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, my, I I feel like my feelings on it are only applicable to to me. If I were running the race and, you know, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want the medal. If I got the medal, I would probably end up donating it because, you know, there's, there's a, it's all individual. I wouldn't fault anybody for, you know, if, if they wanted the medal, even though they got swept up, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody for that. That's, up to their choosing. So we didn't talk about, we kind of skipped through it uh, as we went from park to park, but what was the area between Hollywood studios and Epcot like running along through the, the resorts boardwalk running through that alley packed Packed. at that point, you mentioned that um, there was a lot of runners that have fallen back towards the back end, presumably because of the heat. So very I mean, that stretch, of course, anyways, is tight and compact. Yeah, it's usually packed. I mean, there was a couple people that tried to run, you know, on the left-hand side. But, I mean, it was was just packed, and everybody was just dying from the heat and going slow. And There was really nothing you could do. It was just too crowded to do anything but just continue to walk with the crowd. (laughs) Until you got into Epcot and things got a little wider if you wanted to run, there was nothing you could do. So you finish out the race, relieved, going through the metal chutes. Did they have cold water, at least, at the finish? They did. And they had, I mean, they they had sponges at one point. They were giving out bags of ice. Um, to put on your balls? Yes, for Sam. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, apparently, if you're a guy and you have a heat stroke, you're going to get... Ice on your balls. Armpits and nuts, Kenny says. How did you know? Uh, Military. Have to learn first aid. There you go. Cool. So, did either of you have to receive medical treatment at the end of the race? Mm, No. no. Uh, In fact, as I was going through the chute, one of the volunteers is up there going, you need to hydrate, take water, take Gatorade. And I held up my margarita, and she's like, yeah. no, not that. Like, yes, <laughs> this. No, we we went through the shoot, and uh, I tried to get Carly to stop um, because she had, like, blisters on the bottom of her feet bad, but she just wanted to get to the hotel, so we went. That was another reason we were walking. She just had horrific blisters. Um, so we, we just got on the bus and went back. I didn't even stay and have a drink with everybody. I mean, it was just that hot and miserable. At that point, everybody's like, just get me a shower, get me cleaned up. So we kind of recapped the course changes and touched on those a bit. So generally, the new course change is favorable with the hope that uh, some of the changes that were made for Epcot are restored at some point after the construction is complete. Right. Hopefully, and I'm sure next year they'll figure out a way to route things so that if traffic's still coming into Epcot, they don't have to delay the race again. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I really wish we had some perspective on the Blizzard Beach because I'm really curious how that stretch went. I was never one. ESPN was never really my favorite uh, piece of the course, but it also wasn't the worst. I mean, at least you had things something different right when you're right. when you're right. running a long stretch of of highway miles on Osceola that is boring when you're running the parking lots at Animal Kingdom 
that, that herbally boring. boring. Yeah. So I would much rather have a stretch of ESPN wide world of sports than have to, you know, deal with a mile or two on any of those stretches. So, but you know, the change of blizzard beach, you know, it's change of scenery, something new, which is always kind of fun to, if you do these races year in, year out, it's always kind of fun to have something a little bit different each of the course. So, yeah. And that's why, you know, I kind of hope they keep a lot of this the same as it was this year, because I think on the whole, the changes were positive. Positive changes, negative on the delays. Overall, great experience. Yeah, you know, I heard a lot of people say, I'm never doing this again. Um, And I think that was more like the heat and everything. And and it was funny, they were all saying that. They looked at me, I was like, no, I'm doing it again. Like, I've done this many times. This is the first year. Like, last year was warm. It was pretty hot. But this year was just extremely hot. But in other years, it's been cold. It's been perfect. It's been, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. 2018, we had – I was wearing tights for a couple of the races, and it was cold. Everybody had gloves on. I think the marathon finally ended up warming up just a little bit. But, you know, we were wearing sock caps Toboggans, oh, yeah, you know, it's, them, but. it's Florida in January. It can be, be hot as hell. It can be incredibly cold. Hey, it can be both on the same day. You don't know what you're going to get in January. Yeah. yeah. Hard to fault the race because of weather. I mean, if, right. if it were every year, it's yeah, 80, the, the 90. Friend that, that, the friend that humidity. I stayed with, Timothy Powell, he was suffering through the heat. And no, I'm never doing it. I'm one and done. I'm not doing it again. And then yesterday he announced, I'm going to do Disney again next year. And I'm just sitting there going, told you so. So the race finishes up. You head back to the hotels to try to freshen up from the heat, humidity, 26.2 or plus or minus. Or so. Well, so, you know, normally you guys, you know, we want to celebrate, go to the parks, all that. Carly was worried that she couldn't. Um, so I ended up offering to pop her blisters. So <laughs> Kirsten and I, um, after we all took showers, uh, we performed surgery. We got most of the juice out. Um, she still couldn't walk, so we had her in uh, a wheelchair going into the studios, I offered to get her a wheelchair. So at first she's freaking out. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like everybody, she felt like everybody was going to judge her for having run the marathon and now needing a wheelchair, not knowing that, you know, it was her feet. Um, and then after a while, she's like, this is great. I say we do this all the time, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I did the surgery later at night. I, I think she, she was hoping she could walk on it, but after the shower, she realized she couldn't, but um, she at least went to the parks and, and rode the wheelchair. And, you know, I reminded her in July I was stuck in a wheelchair, too. So it was fun. And then we performed surgery. She was, you know, I always say just pop them. Just make sure you drain them well and, and bandage them and whatnot because um, the, the recovery is so much quicker. So by the next morning, we got more juice out, and then she was good to go. Legally, we're not doctors. Yeah, we're not doctors. I mean, I, I can't legally tell you any of that, and you should probably never listen to me. I think I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express once. So, <laughs> so when you when you pop the blister, this is going to get really deep here. But when you pop the blister, did you leave most of the skin intact? Right? You oh, just yeah. you just yeah. We're just because I've seen to get the yeah. Juice. You're just yeah. draining the goo. And I'm okay with that because the, the when you leave that layer of skin there, it almost kind of acts like a layer of protection against the the wound otherwise you're in some (laughs) real big trouble you become an uncertified doctor performing an uncertified surgery disney resort at a time you know i usually take toenail clippers and clip the skin to get it off um but we use the you know the safety pins they give for your bibs So Run Disney makes a big announcement that they are bringing a club Run Disney <laughs> memberships available to the Run Disney runners. And uh, we won't dive in too deep on it now because we'll save it for another podcast because we probably got a lot of uh, feelings on it. But this one has already drug out way too long. So next weekend we will record and we'll dive deeper into 
What is Club Run Disney? I tell you what, I'd be more excited for Club Cool coming back than Club Run Disney. <laughs> Just uh, I gotta agree with you, Kenny. Give me some Beverly. It's Club Cool. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that, Kenny, at all. It's we'll we'll get into the Club Run Disney, what it is, what it costs. Is it free? Of course no. not. Disney give you something <laughs> free? What? We'll get into all the details, voice all the opinions that, uh, you know, it seemed to be a pretty collective uh, approach from many that I have read online and followed. So we'll discuss that and more next weekend. And maybe Donna will be back from her cruise and won't be as windy. Sorry we had to hang up on you, Donna. Really unfortunate, but. So unfortunate. Hope you had a great cruise. We'll miss you, Donna. (laughs) Don't hit an iceberg. Right. In the Caribbean. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. So for now, next weekend we will join together and we'll chat about Club Run Disney. But for now, this is Ryan for Brittany, Kenny, Donna on a cruise, and producer Rob. So long. Until next time. Bye bye.